You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, a third they stoned. Again he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones. But they treated them in the same way. Finally he sent his son to them, thinking they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord this has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you, and given to a people that will produce its fruit. When the chief priests and Pharisees heard his parables, they knew that he was speaking about them. And although they were attempting to arrest him, they feared the crowds, for they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There is so much content in all of these readings, it's absolutely wonderful. They're really contemplations of humanity. There are concrete stories, especially the story of Joseph being sold by his brothers for 20 pieces of silver. But together with the Psalm 105, a snippet, because it's a very long Psalm covering all the history of God's people, uh, we are invited into a spiritual response to the reading. And with the gospel reading as well, it's a parable about history, about the history of God's love for humanity. And also the role and responsibility all of us have who are called to be involved with that gift of God. And so it's also a contemplation. And I just before Mass, I had seen the presentation Kathleen did today for the pilgrimage of prayer we're doing. And on Fridays, the feature is to visit different stations on the Via Dolorosa. And that's a form of prayer. It's a form of contemplation. It's stopping at different moments along the way of the cross, allowing us to enter into a contemplation of each of these moments. And there is great blessing in that. So let's pray also in our hearts now that as we contemplate these scriptures, the Lord will move things in our hearts. 
And we see here a very special family. Twelve sons, they're going to be the, the founders, if you will, of the twelve tribes. So it's part of God's amazing plan for his people, for his chosen people, and actually for the salvation of the whole world. Because through them, uh, they will be light to the nations. And here, the name of uh, Jacob is Israel, after he had wrestled with the with this mysterious figure, an angel, and he is a struggler. But his biggest struggle, he doesn't even know it's happening, is that his sons are going to try to kill Joseph. So there is extraordinary drama in this moment. And one of the beautiful little lines here is that Reuben speaks up. And you have all the majority want to neutralize and eliminate Joseph. And yet, there is one voice that speaks up. The importance of one voice that's a very small minority that speaks up and said, what you're doing is not right. He didn't separate himself from his brothers. He said, what we're doing is not right. We should do it differently. It's amazing what hatred can lead to. They hated him so much they would not even greet him. But then another paragraph down, and they want to kill him. Hatred is a very dangerous path to be on. And maybe there's an anger before hatred, and there's a, a great disregard, and there's a whole path that leads to such horrible development of the human being, the human heart. Yesterday we had that line about who can know the human heart. We can betray ourselves so seriously. And then, of course, we know the story. We have heard it so often. It's probably one of the greatest stories of all time, of all literature, and it's been so transformative, the whole story. And already we jump ahead towards the end in a way by the psalm. Remember the marvels the Lord has done and how they even though they absolutely treated him unjustly, abused his dignity as their brother, and in such a, an ugly way, then God had a plan for so much salvation. These are the marvels the Lord has done. And we can think about our families today. How many families are very broken? How much internal discord, disunity, hostility, aggression, verbal violence and even physical violence. And then there are very sad situations of great need and poverty where maybe even families betray a member of the family for human trafficking, for organ harvesting. So we're in a very difficult time in our history of humanity. And who pays for the human trafficking and who pays for the organs people in the West, people in the first world, people that have financial resources. And they dress very beautifully and go to beautiful events and sponsor great causes. But this is our humanity. It's very broken. I want to share a great consolation. I had a meeting um, some time back, uh, two young people who uh, have a beautiful family. And getting to know their stories is, was very interesting because they both came from very, very broken backgrounds, very broken, dysfunctional families. 
and they themselves follow very difficult pathways with lots of problems, lots of brokenness in their own decisions, in their own path. And now they are extraordinary uh, engaged young people uh, starting their family and building a new life. And I find that very encouraging because when we look around and we see so much breakdown in families, God is able to work precisely in those contexts. So there we should remember and leave space for God to continue doing marvels because God loves humanity. And that's why he entrusts this great treasure each of us is, he entrusted to us. And we are in charge of our house, of what we not just eat and drink, but what we think and if we hate or love. If we teach others and lead others and speak up when it's necessary, in a kind way, in a good way, without it being judgmental, but helping. And there's so much we can do. And here we see the tenants taking over the property of their master, and we belong to God. He made us to be his temples. He made us for eternal celebration in glory. And we have to bring fruits, and not just in the future, but now, to bring in fruits in their proper time. And this is a great challenging uh, parable. Sometimes people uh, understand it just about that the Jews didn't accept Jesus. But there's a message here for all of us for all time, that we are given such a treasure to build up such responsibility around us for all the people around us. This is a wonderful parable that teaches us so much about what God invests in us and wants of us. Let us pray that we can cherish God's gift to us and continue developing it through his providence. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.